Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode eight. This is Shelby. I'm your host of Lash Boss Radio. Today, Julia Mann is accompanying me on the show. If you don't know Julia, she is the founder of Lash Tribe. Lash Tribe is an online forum and a lash brand based in Australia. Julia is known to be someone that artists can come to for advice, whether it be about lashes or business. She's she's just got a lot of information that you can tell she loves to share with others. And in this episode, we're basically just going to dive into her brand, her philosophies, and some of the exciting things that she's doing now. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get right into it. Okay, Julia, so how long have you been in the lash industry? Um, I did my very first classic lash course in 2010. What were you doing before you entered the industry? Well, I I always like to call myself a jack of all trades. I'm I'm, uh, in beauty for 16 years now. I started off with, you know, doing a normal um, beauty therapy certificate, uh, a diploma in beauty therapy, and I did makeup courses. And then I came into doing lashes in 2010. And then since I, I had my own makeup brand at some stage, produced my own makeup, which I kind of dropped because it was too difficult mm-hmm. to get good ingredients and all that here in Australia. And then I um, started doing cosmetic tattooing as well. But three years ago, I basically dropped everything. Oh, and I forgot about hairdressing. I'm a hairdresser too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I did a lot of different stuff, but all relating in the beauty industry or hair industry. And then I um, specialized in doing lashes about three years ago. Um, and I still do a little bit of cosmetic tattooing here and there, but mainly lashes now. What made you want to drop everything for lashes? What about it was different? Well, for me, it was really, I was at a stage where I was, Realizing that I was working basically too many hours. I I was working a lot of late nights. I was working every weekend. And I have two kids as well. They're four and six now, Isabella and Sebastian. And a few years ago, they were just little. And I felt that I was not spending enough time with them. And I was not making enough money. My husband actually sat me down one night. That was like three and a half years ago now and said, Julia, we need to have a look at your income versus outgoings. And um, I got a bit of a shock, actually, because uh, it turned out that I was making a loss for a good two years in my business. Um, I was doing a lot of different things. I had a lot of products in stock that were quite expensive. And, um, yeah, I, I just wasn't charging enough. So I decided then and there after about a week of crying and thinking, oh, I don't know what to do with my life, that I drop everything and I just concentrate on one thing. And that's what I did. And yeah, here we are today. (laughs) Wow. And now you help other artists. You have um, Lash Tribe, which is a few different things. It's like a forum online and um, you make videos and now you have a brand, um, like a lash brand. So tell me how that came about. Yeah. So when I decided to basically, you know, get rid of most of the stuff that I was doing because I just wasn't focusing on one thing. Um, I was trying to be good at a lot of things, but I was never great or like, you know, perfect at one thing. So I really needed to hone on that sort of skill also to make more money and have more time for my family. So in 2016, uh, in January, I opened up Lash Tribe. I had already been dropping all my other services by then. I did a few coaching programs myself just to really know how I can make more money with what I was doing then and really 
um, you know, get the best out of what I was doing with the least amount of effort and time. So I actually then opened up Lash Tribe in January. And I think within about two or three weeks, we had like two or 3,000 people in the group wow. all organically. And I didn't expect that at all. So it was a little bit full on in the beginning. But, you know, it was just me really wanting to change that industry around and make it work for the better because I found, and even still to this day, although it has changed a little bit in the last two years, the industry was always quite secretive. And a lot of people just want a lot of money for like some really random and really easy to give information. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not telling you where I get that cleanser, you know, but today people are much more like a tribe and everybody just helps each other and it's much more supportive. And this is why I originally opened up the group. And then after a couple of months, people started asking me if I was training um, and I wasn't at that stage, but I thought, well, if people want to be trained, then I'm going to become a trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a training and assessment certificate. So I'm a certified trainer within Australia and started doing face-to-face training. And I was booked out so quickly because I provided a lot, a lot of value within Lash Tribe. And, you know, I did a lot of different Lash trainings myself. So I knew what I was doing. And now that I only concentrated on lashes, that is all that I literally did. So I could become really, really good at it. And I learned a lot and I did a lot of training and coaching programs so that I could provide my students with the best possible education because there's no self-made perfect lash artist. It is all about the people that you meet along your way, the people that you train with, how much effort and time you spend into perfecting your art because lashes is not something you can learn within a year. It is something that evolves, you know, you will know. And so um, after I had about 40 people through face-to-face training, um, I started working on my online course because I got a lot of questions from people overseas because my group had around 10,000 then at that stage, like six months down the track after opening it up. And I wanted to really help and reach those that were overseas as well. So I then, um, yeah, started working on online courses and really thought about what people needed. So. I have actually a little bit of a a themed thing going on in Lash Tribe. Every day is like a different type of theme. On Monday, we have Masterpiece Monday where everybody shares their nice sets and things that they have done. On Tuesday, it's Tip Tuesday or Technique. I mix those up all the time with Thursday. (laughs) And then Wednesdays, we've got Worry Wednesday. Worry Wednesday is basically where all the lash artists or those who want to be lash artists come in and they tell me or the community what they really need help with right now. And this is how I designed my online lash training. So I looked at what people needed help with and then I came up with my classic, then my volume and then my mega volume. And currently I'm working on an advanced styling course as well for advanced people. Um, And yeah, so I launched my very first Lash Tribe training courses in December 2016 and then in January I um, opened up the very first worldwide back then it was the first one now there's a few other ones out there that really teach people how to actually grow their business mm-hmm. you know because it's amazing at lashing and there's a lot of fantastic lash artists out there the the amount of people that are so much better than you know some of the trainers that I see is incredible but those people don't know how to get the word out there they don't know how to grow their business they don't know anything about social media marketing or you know attracting new clients 
and, and, and essentially making more money. So they're stuck at home. They do amazing lashes, but they don't have enough clients. So I decided I needed to change that. And this is how the business course came about. Yeah. So this wow. is all what happened within the first year of opening up Lash Tribe. It was pretty incredible <laughs> and very fast growing because it was needed, you know? Right. Of course. And then now you have your own lashes as well, right? Yeah. Well, because, you know, I had a training course and I still to this day have a PDF that when people sign up for any of my online training, they are getting this PDF and it has lots of different lash brands on it that I was personally using back then. And I still recommend because there's so many great brands and products out there. And I don't tell everybody just to buy Lash Tribe, you know, because I didn't have it back then. Mm -hmm. And I have like discount codes on there for everybody. So this is what I would recommend it. But then people started asking me, well, can you not like design something because everything is so inconsistent? If I buy tweezers for $100, they don't work. And it's like, yeah, well, I guess if the need is out there, then I will have to do that. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> again, you know, um, meet the demands of whatever people want. And so I think I started out with tweezers, then I added lashes, then I added iPads, then I added pouches, <laughs> then I added cleansers. So everything over the last two years I added bit by bit. I didn't start out with everything because I didn't want to be a big e-commerce store because there's another, there's enough people out there that do this much more successfully, but it grew into this big Lash Tribe brand now worldwide, which I didn't quite expect because I only started doing this for my students, you know, that, right. so that they have lashes and tweezers that can rely on that work. And so, yeah, this is um, how the shop came about now. That is awesome. And do you have any um, employees that help you with Lash Tribe or is it just you? Yeah, so I have a full-time virtual assistant. She's in the Philippines. She's amazing. A lot of, um, if you're hearing this podcast, a lot of you will know Desiree or Apple, her profile is, because she's amazing. She helps out a lot. And I have Val May and Hannah and Jody and Barbara, who are admins of Lash Tribe. They answer all the Lash questions uh, and business questions as well, because they have gone through all my courses. I want to make sure that everybody gets the right information and we delete people that are rude or bullish or spammy. You know, we want to keep everything really nice and light, but also get the right information out there. And then I have someone who helps me in the background with website management and all the techie things that are needed. <laughs> yeah, of course. That is awesome. What do you feel like drew people to your brand? Why do you think it grew so fast? Two years ago, I think the industry was extremely secretive and you wouldn't get any free information. Anyone was willing to share anything for free. There was a huge scarcity mindset, which means mine is mine and not yours. You know, I will not give you any information without anything in return. And that was the mindset. And it still is for a lot of people these days. And I think I just gave so much value for free without expecting anything in return. And this is why people wanted to buy. And this is why people wanted to see more. And, you know, people want to buy. And I will tell everybody that in my business course that learn how to attract new clients. People want to buy they just don't like to be sold to. And I never, ever tried to sell to anyone. I gave value for free and I'm very transparent. And I believe that authenticity this, these days is extremely important because if people sense that you are fake, they're not going to want to do business with you. Right. 
Completely agree. Did you have any mentors um, back whenever you were first learning? Yeah, I had um, mentors for the last three and a half years. And I think mentors and coaches are one of the most important things. Like I said earlier, there's no self-made, like mm-hmm. the saying is then there's no self-made millionaire. Like everybody at some stage had a coach or a trainer or a mentor, whatever you want to call them. And I had quite a few along the way. And this year I actually have three different coaches that I learned a lot of things um, again from because things are constantly changing in the social media um, realm and in marketing and sales online. Um, so I always constantly update my training and I, I definitely have always had trainers and coaches along the way. What is some of the best advice that you've received as a lash artist or even just as a business owner? Oh, the best advice I think is to sprinkle value like confetti because <laughs> it always come back to you. And the other one that, you know, I try to implement in my everyday work and family life is to be really focused and have a structure in place, but also don't be too set in your ways you still got to be flexible enough um and always 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 think about your clients first and lose your ego that is a big one that i learned along the way and and that is not just in beauty that is in in any industry so you got to have a really preeminent um that basically means you need to be preeminent in the ways that you are the one that provides the services and products and whatever but your clients are the ones that come first. And I think a lot of brands out there and a lot of um, students of mine and a lot of people that I see online in our industry are still all about me, 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 me. I see this every day. <laughs> people mm-hmm. posting a letter like, oh, my client called me at like 10 a.m. at night. How rude. I'm like, you should be glad or right. lucky. That you have clients. If you don't want to be called, turn your phone off. You know, I don't understand that mindset that people complain. It is all about how you see it. You got to put your clients first. You mm-hmm. know, and right. if you have people that are too problematic to work with, you know, that is something you can try and solve at a later stage. But don't complain about business. I mean, I know. <laughs> this is this is how you survive. There's no. times where I'm on the forums and I I start writing out an answer because I'm just like, oh, gosh, like you have it all wrong. And, I, and I'm and i trying to write out an answer and I find myself getting frustrated. So I'm like, I'm just going to delete this and get off Facebook. But you must have so much patience because you're, you're probably dealing with people from the very beginning stages to very seasoned artists, too. Yeah, and um, I actually prefer to work with beginners Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they are not set in their ways and they are very formable and buildable and they listen to what I have to say. If I work with um, seasoned lash artists, you know, they're kind of set in their ways and I I really, I try and pick my ideal client and this is something I teach all the time as well and I always say online, you can't serve everybody, not everyone will be your client and if you're really, really good at picking your ideal client and target market, you won't have that issue with anyone texting you at 10 p.m. at night. You know, you are basically who you are and that's the sort of people that you attract. If you constantly complain, you will get complainers. If you are too cheap, you will attract those cheap people. You know, it is really who you are, who you surround yourself with. That's the type of personality that you become and that you are attract as well in your business. Right. What do you think that every artist should invest in? 
Oh, ongoing education and training. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously, um, you know, you can't work with crappy products. <laughs> so you need to source the best possible products that you can. And I always say, um, even to my students, you know, it doesn't have to be just one brand. If you like this from one brand and that from the other brand, uh, definitely go ahead and do that. Yeah, but ongoing training and education is the most important because you will be surprised or you are going to be surprised with how much the industry changes just in six months. Right. I remember we had a huge change in the last year by people realizing you can actually clean the lashes after mm-hmm. you have done the lashes. You know, it doesn't affect retention. It actually helps ease reactions that might occur and people have been able to wear lashes again that weren't able to wear them before. You know, things like that. You just don't know them unless you have ongoing education. There's new products coming out all the time. Everything is changing constantly, especially in business as well, in the way that we advertise online and we can get new clients. And so that can change within like a month. Right. Facebook changes. It's very hard to keep up with. Right. <laughs> so you've got to keep up with your training. And um be in those forums, but just make sure that the forums that you are in, they are actually, um, you know, they have admins that look after them. Like Lash Tribe, we always try to have the right information out there. And, I mean, it's a little bit hard now with almost 19,000 people to look at every single little post that is done every day because I think I looked the other day, there's about 67,000 posts done within a month. It's crazy. Wow. So it's very hard to keep up with, Yeah. That's amazing. What has been your favorite memory in your lash career so far? Probably when I made the decision to completely engross myself on lashes and lashes only and really concentrate on just the one thing. That's when I really fell in love with lashing. I mean, I've been lashing for a long time, but I think once you concentrate just on the one thing, that really made a huge difference. And every time I do training with someone, it yeah, great memories. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Lash Bash. Did you help organize that? Yeah, so Lash Bash was my idea. Not the name, but I, I wanted to do some sort of event, on not on the Gold Coast necessarily, but in Queensland because we had one. Uh, Mandy Jeffrey was the other organizer of the very first Lash event that we ever had in Sydney. Mm-hmm. That was the year prior in 2016. Um, and so I actually called Mandy up and said, hey, we need to meet. I want to do an event. And then um, she came up with the name and then we decided we needed to get someone else on board um, if we want to do it on the Gold Coast because the Gold Coast is a great area to do a lash event at because it's the beach and it's the Gold Coast. If you ever <laughs> want to come to Australia, you probably want to go to the Gold Coast. And so we involved Mimi from Lashia as well. And this is now the, yeah, our three three women team, powerhouse team. (laughs) That's how it came about. That's awesome. So you guys have only had one so far. Are you guys going to keep doing it every year? Um, Well, we have another one planned for June. I think it's the 23rd, 24th of June, last second last weekend in June. And then we have another Lash Bash Island retreat planned for November this year. Um, So there's definitely two coming up this year. I'm not sure about next year. We haven't really talked about it yet. But, you know, if people want it, I'm sure we'll keep doing it. That's awesome. That's exciting. What do you actually do you have a favorite failure, something that seemed devastating at first or something that kind of just didn't work out for you, but that you're glad 
how it played out. Yeah, so my favorite failure, actually, you know, I, I think failures are there to, it's, it's more of a learning curve, mm-hmm. you know, it's more of a, I have never failed because I never gave up. I always kept going. And if I keep going, I can never fail. But I definitely had areas where things didn't go well. One of them being having a business that wasn't returning any money whatsoever for years and working basically my behind off for many years. And what I learned from it is that you need to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to know how much money you're spending. You need to have a spreadsheet of things. And I hate numbers. I absolutely hate numbers. I was never And I'm right-brained. That means I am very creative and I'm very, you know, oh, shiny thing. And I go for that <laughs> and do that. And people who are more left-brained are the numbers and they love numbers and they get excited by them. And I think they're so boring. But I think knowing your numbers is the biggest turnaround for me and actually starting to make a profit within just six months' time. And then after 12 months, you know, there was multiple six figures and seeing all that money coming in only because I knew my numbers, I knew what I could spend, I knew exactly the things that I paid for and I knew how many, how much was my hour worth basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are a artist just starting out, you may not have as many costs um, if you're working from home, but as soon as you move out of your home and you have a proper storefront, you have staff, you have your rent, you have electricity, you have council rates, you have insurance. There's so much that people don't even think about. They think, oh, well, it cost me how much the product costs, you know, but it's just not that way. So right. you need to really numbers. It's right. quite scary. Yeah. Honestly, I think that it's very misleading how sometimes brands will actually say, okay, if you do this many clients a day, you're going to make this much a year. If you do this many a day, you're going to make this much a year. And I always tell students, you know, it's not like that. You really have to get a grip on everything else that goes into your overhead. Um, So what you're saying, I completely agree with because I had to figure that out the hard way as well. Um, Because I feel like it's a little misleading at first because you're like, okay, cool. Well, lashes are this much and adhesive is this much. Then I'm going to make this much. But it it really, you'll find out very soon that it it really isn't like that. That's right. Yeah. And um, a lot of students, before they start doing my business course, they actually ask me, can I make six figures on lashes? And I go, yeah, you absolutely can. But don't expect that you are the only one working in your business. You know, Mm -hmm. if you want to make multiple six figures you need to have two three four salons if you want to make five thousand dollars a month yeah absolutely it's totally achievable you know and i'm talking australian dollars i don't know exactly what prices you have over there but let's say if you have an an hourly rate i have an hourly rate of 90 dollars. yeah a lot of lash artists only charge 50 or 60 dollars for a full set Mm -hmm. and that that takes what like how long an hour and a half to two hours that means you're literally only making ten dollars after all your costs right you know it's, it's ridiculous how many people undercharge and undervalue themselves and not really know anything about the business side of things it's quite scary and then they give up you know because they say i don't have enough clients actually you are not charging enough money and you're buying too many things you don't need that's right. <laughs> probably the main problem yeah exactly as far as your setup goes do you have any products that you can't lash without other than the obvious? Um, my lash pillow. I have a Ruthie Bell lash pillow. I have tried many different ones and I found that that's the only one I can lash with. What is it? What is the Ruthie Bell one? Describe that. Um, it's a really big lash pillow. So, oh yeah. And I will start off actually with my bed. I have an, I have an electric bed. 
that like a dentist chair almost that I can just by the press of a button goes up and down and back and forth and all that. So I have that. But because the headpiece goes into a bit of a V or more, more so a U, I don't have very much space on either side for my arms. And I always like to support my arms while I'm lashing so I'm not floating midair. It's bad for your back and everything, but that's a different story. So I got this Ruthie Bell Lash Pillow because it's huge and it has flat sides. So I can put my lash tray on it and I can rest my arms on it. And it's ergonomic because um, for the neck and the spine and all that, I should really have some sort of deal with Ruthie Bell because that's like the pillow I always recommend, always, always recommend. Um, <laughs> slide here on, on the side. I don't get anything for this. But, yeah, um, I haven't found any pillows that are wide enough to support my arms mm-hmm. and the aisle and are comfortable at the same time for the client. Yeah. Okay. I think I know which one you're talking about. It kind of has like the divot for their neck. Yes. What does a typical day look like for you? Huh. I don't have a typical day. That's a funny question um, <laughs> because it really depends on is my child sick or are my children sick? how much ongoing support is needed because I have eight different Facebook groups that Mm -hmm. I have ongoing support that I have to give every day. How many emails do I get? How many students have signed up that day that I need to greet and, you know, bring into the tribe basically? Mm -hmm. Uh, Have I got any sports to drive the children to or any other activities? Uh, Do I need to film any content? I have a little home studio here that I still see clients once a week if that, maybe once every couple of weeks just to keep up with the skill. But I mainly just create new content and I come up with new ideas and I create new courses and things like that. So every day is very different. Yeah. Wow. But I like I like it that way. So it's kind of structured, but it's different, a different structure mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> Do you have a morning or evening routine like meditation or yoga or anything like that? Yeah, great question. And again, that totally depends on my kids and when they wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it is a perfect morning and a perfect evening, I would wake up. The first thing I do is actually turn on my iPad, which is next to my bed, and I will listen to maybe five to ten minutes of something positive. I don't necessarily meditate, but I try to get my mind into the whole positive flow of the day However, if my kids get up straight in the morning and then they are in a bad mood and they demand things off me, it is very hard to do those sort of things. And then sometimes, um, you know, it puts you into a bit of a bad mood. So that's when the day, the whole day will go crap if your morning is crap. So (laughs) I always try and say, look, if you start your day outright, the rest of your day will be much better. I always plan my day that I want to do the night, not the night before, but the afternoon before. So I know what to do straight up in the morning for the day. And I don't get flustered with, oh my God, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And I run around like a crazy chook. <laughs> um, and then I will usually drop my kids off to school and daycare. And then I go about my day, have some lunch. I always make sure I have enough time to sit down and have lunch. Um, I have about a half an hour every day of strategic thinking. <laughs> this is something I've learned from one of my coaches. Half an hour every day, I sit down, I turn off all of my social media and I just literally go within myself and I have a look and I reflect at my business every day and I come up with one new idea. It doesn't mean I have to implement it straight away, but I write it down on my iPad 
and I will have that in the in the back of my mind. And then once a month, I pick from the ideas that I have, and I have a um, a look through it, and I pick the one that is best use of my time, the highest and best use of my time. That means, you know, what sort of profit could I make from that? What sort of value would it add to my community? And then I will implement that. And usually it's like a quick course or it's a new video I do for YouTube or something like that. So for me, it's always important to have fresh and new ideas because if you don't grow, your business will not grow and your competition will take over. Um, So the half an hour of strategic thinking for me is really important. And then nighttime depends on the day because most of the time I have to pick up my kids or I'm going to drive them to gymnastics or swimming or something like that. And then um, at night, I try and not to go back in the office. It depends how much I got done during the day. Sometimes I have to. And then most of the time, I will go to bed without thinking about business. And I will watch Netflix while I fall asleep. (laughs) That has actually really helped me to just relax and not think about business and have my mind ticking because... I know that a lot of us, especially if we are in beauty and we are a little bit entrepreneurial, our mind starts ticking a lot, especially when we start to go to bed. Yeah. And so I watch Netflix. I watch a movie or a series and that's it. That's my relaxation for me at night. That's awesome. What do you think that you would be doing if you weren't in the beauty industry? Uh, I would be an actress or a singer. (laughs) That's and awesome. that's only because that's what I, I did. I have a diploma in acting. Um, and before I came to Australia, which was 15 years ago, I was actually working in the theater and I was singing as well. So that's what I would be doing. Wow. And I think I might still do it one day. Once everything is running without me, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I will definitely do that again. I sing a lot in the car, in the shower, with my daughter. We like singing. That's so cool. So what, this is a question I always love to ask people, what purchase of $100 or less has positively influenced your life in the last year? So something I bought for my family and it was $80 and I just bought that two days ago was something that actually helps a lot with the energy in the house. Because I'm, I'm not really super spiritual, but a little bit. So what I bought, I went to a wholesale store and it was $20 for a, um, a rock, not a rock salt, um, like a Himalayan salt oh, lamp. Yeah. One of those lamps that is meant to suck in all the negative energy in your space. Mm-hmm. And we've got five of those now in my house. So there's there's $100 right there. Oh, that's <laughs> that, awesome. Yeah, that kind of helps with the, the whole, you know, feel of the house. It's meant to suck in bad energy and keep people healthier and things like that. So that really helps to balance a little bit, I think. Yeah, I have one right next to me, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have one right next to me, too, right now. <laughs> All right, so what are you working on currently? So something that I launched about a month ago, or two months now, is called the Life Lash Lessons. And that is basically an online forum for lash artists. It's like a, a monthly membership. Uh, where I go in once a month for an hour to go live and the people, the members, the inner circle votes on a topic they want me to talk about, anything at all. There's nothing I will not cover. can be classic, volume, styling, anything like that. And I also have one guest expert come in into the group once a month. And we have people like Loretta, 
um, and Francine Widows are two of the bigger names that people may know, and Hilary um, Brandt as well. And I'm talking to a lot more people. There's like 12 or 13 people right now that have been already, you know, that taught me already that they want to do it as well. So they come in once a month as well to talk about one of their topics. Um, and everybody is, you know, coming together for ongoing support. There's also 24-hour ongoing support for anyone in the group, and that is an, a new membership. And I thought it would be amazing to bring big lash artists, big trainers together because there's so many conferences worldwide and it's very, very difficult to get to all of them. Hell, I would love to go to Europe. I mean, Europe has the most amazing amazing lash conferences. Have you seen all of them? Right, yes. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God, I would love to live in Europe just because of all the lash conference that, mm-hmm. that they've got on. So I thought, how can I make those people more available to the rest of the world? So I talked to a lot of them, and they're now coming into that membership group. So it's a Facebook group, and um, whenever a new member joins, they're put in there, and they can stay for as long as they want or as little as they want, and they get the ongoing support. They get the two live lash lessons every month. And they also get um, like a video vault. So Lash Tribe has been there for now two years and three months. And there have been a lot of live videos that I did and a lot of other videos and a lot of content, obviously, over those two years. And because Facebook is not making it very easy, and when you do the search option to look for a particular topic within the group, most likely it will not come up. So what we've done over the last six months or even probably longer, eight months, um, one of my admins, she has put every single video into like a membership portal, like an online accessible membership portal where every single video from the last two and two years and three months is in there and also the most talked about topics and the best recommendations, best products, and everything is in that video vault. And that is included in the monthly membership. So people are getting, you know, ongoing support, the trainers and the um, video vault as well. So this is the new project. I haven't really been pushing it very much because I've been running out of time a little bit lately (laughs) because I've got so many things going on on the side. But that's the Life Lash Lessons. And I think that's really going to bring together big lash artists that you usually would not have access to. Um, and couldn't really ask questions unless you would go to those big conferences. Right. What's That's the only time those people are accessible, you know, and they are there. That is brilliant. Honestly, that is so cool. I like that it's live, though, because you're right. Like, people even listening to this podcast, yeah, they can come to listen to it, but it's so cool that you get to ask questions while they're there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just last week we had Hannah from Angel Wings. She lives in Canada. Sure. You may know her. Um, She came in for an hour and literally taught everyone what to do when they want to win lash competitions. I mean, there's so much. Like she gave all the information away. What are the judges looking for? What are the criteria? And I know that so many lash artists these days want to earn awards and big trophies and win competitions because, you know, it's great. It's prestige and you can get to hang a certificate on your wall and you can charge more money for your clients, right? Mm -hmm. And she came in, for example, and did the whole hour on that. So that was really, really amazing. That is so cool. Um, And how much is that membership? Um, well, at the moment, it's 97 US dollars a month. But for whoever is listening to this podcast, um, we did launch it at 47 US a month. And that's 
that's like the grandfathered price. That was my opening special. And I'm happy to just give you, send you a link. I email you a link later. You can drop in for the sure. 47 a month. Thank US. you. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure everyone will really appreciate that. So I'll include that in the show notes. Awesome. Thank yeah, I'm you happy so to much. do that for all the listeners. Awesome. All right. So that was episode eight. I hope that you guys enjoyed getting to know Julia. She really is a smart woman. And I hope that you guys got something from this episode. You can follow Lash Tribe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you need to reach me, you can do so at Shelby at LashBossRadio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at LashBossRadio. Thank you guys. 